Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I am Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. As always, we've got a lot to get to as it's a busy official visit weekend for LSU. I do want to say we will drop our latest player interview, but this time we switch over to Alex Box Stadium, catch up with Trey Morgan, LSU star, for a few minutes, talk about the season, talk about what's next for him, as well as uh, an NIL deal with the Players Lounge and the the Bayou Cat crew that he's got going, so he wanted to share some of that as well. Let's lead off. Huge official visit weekend for LSU. Ten official visitors starting all the way on Wednesday, running through the weekend. LSU has top 100 offensive lineman Jaden Chapman on campus right now. He'll be wrapping up his official visit as LSU really gets going with its elite camp on Thursday. LSU's battling Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M for the Harker Heights, Texas standout. He's a top 100 offensive lineman, four on three. I think this is one where LSU's been pushing for a while. Brad Davis went and saw him in the spring and in January and honestly as much as he could, but I feel like the Tigers are probably playing from behind a little bit on this one. Terrific prospect, one of the many offensive linemen who will hit campus this weekend, uh, and he squeezed in this official visit around his his mom's work schedule. He'll wrap things up uh, with a trip to Texas and uh, probably come to a decision here later this summer. The prospect that starts his official visit on Thursday is four-star defensive lineman Xavier McLeod out of Camden, South Carolina. LSU is getting the first official visit in this recruitment. And I caught up with Xavier for a story on TheBengalTiger.com if you guys want to check it out, previewing the official visit and, and where things stand for him and his recruitment. Uh, you know, this is one that's actually starting to turn a little out of state. South Carolina holds the early on three recruiting prediction machine lead, has a prediction in uh, from our South Carolina writer, Wes Mitchell. But it looks like LSU, Texas, Texas A&M are some of the programs that are surging with him. He was in Texas for a run of visits, went to Austin, went to College Station, and he'll be back in College Station at some point, potentially this month as well, to check back in with the Aggies. So as it stands right now for him with a long way to go, uh, he's going to narrow down his list by the end of the summer and then take it into the fall. He wants to get back on campuses to catch games. I think LSU is right in the mix to uh, get him back on campus this fall and uh, you know, be in this one for a while. But you see Texas A&M surging. Seems like, once again, Elijah Robinson at Texas A&M is, is doing a terrific job putting together a defensive line class. They'll get him back on campus, and we'll see if LSU could kind of weather the storm. They're in on a lot of top defensive line targets, one of which will be on campus this weekend as well. Um, in Amari, Washington. And this one came together in the last day or so. We broke the news on TheBengalTiger.com for our subscribers that he'll be on campus. He's out of Arizona, number two overall prospect in the state of Arizona, a top 70 overall prospect in the country, four on three. Oregon holds the early on three recruiting prediction machine lead. But this one's interesting. Amari, Washington, and somebody on the, the Bengal Tiger brought it up kind of reminds him of Neil Farrell a little bit, and I'll agree with that. Uh, kind of a bigger guy, maybe a shorter frame on him, uh, but somebody that has that pro potential uh, that that's deep down in there. And Jamar Kane's been on him a long time. 
He's got ties to the state of Arizona from when he was at Arizona State. And LSU has been trying to get him on campus, and lo and behold, they get him on campus this weekend for an official visit. He's already taken an official visit to Oklahoma this month. He'll head to Michigan State next month. This one I could see going out into the season, into the early signing period, maybe even uh, all the way to National Signing Day. He's very, very quiet, keeps to himself. You basically have to go there to talk to him, but uh, a really, really highly touted prospect that'll get some time with Jamar Kane this weekend uh, in, a, in what'll pretty much be a one-on-one uh, considering the, the prospects that are in town. Xavier McLeod will obviously be there, but his visit will kind of wrap up as Amari Washington's time with the coaching staff is heating up. So a big opportunity for LSU to make a move for the Arizona prospect in Amari Washington. Keeping with the defensive side of the ball, Talsili Akana is coming in for an official visit. He was on campus for an unofficial visit uh, during uh, the first weekend of camps for LSU. He didn't work out from what we saw, but he did get with the staff. He, get, he took some measurements, took an, un, took an unofficial visit uh, as a part of really a, a group of visits that he took um, across the country. And LSU's been recruiting him a while. Brian Polian's been on him uh, for, for quite some time now. And so now he'll get a chance to check out LSU. He's just fresh off his time at the OT7 camp in Las Vegas. Uh, the schools uh, that, that he checked out over the last month, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, LSU, Tennessee, Texas, and Texas A&M. So this one's trending to sort, certainly a national recruitment, especially in the Southeast for the Hawaiian native who plays his high school ball in Utah. And, you know, getting some time with Brian Polian and Jamar Kane, uh, here's what he told uh, Chad Simmons, uh, our national uh, director of recruiting. I feel like they can help me develop on and off the field just so I can be a better person. They're used to getting out to the islands and recruiting Polynesians, so they know what it's like. And and that's true. Brian Polian's recruited out there for a while. Uh, Jamar Kane has some West Coast ties as well. Uh, so we'll see if LSU can make a big move here. Oklahoma's pressing for him. He's going to take an official visit to Norman uh, this summer from what he told us. And then Auburn, Tennessee, and Te- Texas A&M are the ones he's considering taking officials to as well right now. So he's a top 100 prospect. He's really, really impressive. Got good size on him, about 6'4", 210. Uh, and LSU needs to sign a, a really talented edge rusher in this class with, you know, Ali Gay, on his way out to the NFL, most likely, and B.J. Ojolari, uh stock rising as well. So that wraps up the defensive side of the ball, and we're jumping in with offensive lineman galore for the rest of the weekend, uh, as well as a five-star wideout, and we'll, we'll finish up with him and the LSU commit that's on campus. Marky Anderson out of South Carolina, 6'4", 300-pound prospect, coming in for his official visit. Sits just outside the top 100, four on three, top 10 interior offensive lineman. Really, really impressed with him. Uh, you know, just on tape, getting a chance to watch him. South Carolina does lead the on three recruiting prediction machine for him. Uh, Ole Miss jumped in the mix last month. This is, uh, this is one that could go a bunch of different ways. Clemson's in the mix here um, and, and it's going to get an official visit. Uh, South Carolina and North Carolina are also in there as well. Uh, he took an official visit to Clemson in North Carolina already. He'll finish up with South Carolina next weekend. 
the, he kind of does a good job of kind of keeping, you know, things under wraps. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he stayed home and played for the Gamecocks. But again, another high quality prospect that Brad Davis is taking a swing on. Then we move on to really all Peach State uh, offensive offensive lineman Kelton Smith, a prospect we really like at on three. Um, you know, sitting as number two sixty overall prospect. I, I think you know playing for that Carver team, you know, getting to battle Darren Reed, who was just on campus for an LSU official visit. You know, he gets that good work in every day in practice uh, throughout his high school season. Uh, Georgia is the on three recruiting prediction machine leader there. Dogs are trying to uh, keep him in state. And uh, Chad Simmons just put that pick in for Georgia to keep Kelton Smith home. Still, he'll hit campus this weekend. Uh, he was on campus for a visit in the spring. Auburn, Florida, Florida State, Texas A&M also in the mix. Uh, he's fresh off that official visit to Georgia. Uh, and, and sounds like the dogs have done a good job there. Del McGee's leading the way, recruiting him, as well as Stacey Searles. Uh, recruiting him so looking like a tough battle LSU's kind of hoping that maybe they made some waves with Darren Reed maybe they make some waves with Kelton Smith and can land both out of the Peach State DJ Chester another offensive lineman 6'5 295 pounds uh, is going to take an official visit this weekend as well it sounds like his recruitment is going to stretch into the season most likely he took an Auburn official visit last weekend he's got a top 12 that he dropped uh, earlier this month. And so this is one that quite honestly could uh, take a minute uh, to settle in. Again, you drop a top 12, it sounds like you're a far way away from a commitment, um, but LSU is going to go ahead and use its official visit with him. Top 20 interior offensive lineman in the country and uh, LSU again, bringing in another offensive lineman. They're taking their swings on these national guys, uh, hoping that one of them pays, out, pays off for uh, Brad Davis. The three-star offensive lineman out of Alpharetta, Denmark, Shamurad Umarov is coming in for his official visit. Georgia, Tennessee, Michigan State, all above LSU for the on three recruiting prediction machine right now. He's fresh off an official, official visit to Georgia. Uh, Clemson's in the mix here in a way. This is one that, it, it, you know, sounds like the dogs really made a good impression on uh, during his official visit. So could end up sticking uh, in the state, but he's down to four. Uh, he broke him down with us uh, when he when he dropped his list to four. Tennessee's the other school in the mix uh, that that you know is going to host him next weekend. He's already been to Michigan State and Georgia, so it sounds like he's trending towards a summer decision. Uh, but Brad Davis, uh, you know, went out and saw him, offered him right away when he got to LSU. Uh, and, and now gets his chance to impress on an official visit. So I'll tell you what, the offensive line, quite honestly, the way it's trending with, with um, you know, the official visits and the guys coming on campus, it could really be a boom or bust class for Brad Davis. They've got a lot of the top talent across the Southeast coming in for official visits. Uh, really, really talented group of prospects that he's on, he's had on campus and uh, they still have uh, next weekend where, where they'll have uh, Paul Mbenga out of Georgia coming in for an official visit as well. So big group of offensive linemen on campus this weekend for LSU. Finishing up, five-star wide receiver Jalen Brown will be on campus. This is one that Cortez Hankton has really prioritized from the get-go. He recruited him a lot when he was at uh, Georgia. 
Uh, he's coming off of an impressive performance at the OT7 camp in Las Vegas, and he's had LSU circled as one of his official visits for quite some time. Florida, Miami, Michigan, Texas, Texas A&M uh, are also in contact. He's set to head to Michigan next weekend, and we will see if LSU can make a move with its visit uh, this weekend. And, you know, I think this is one that if you're LSU, you've got to land an elite receiver in this class. You've got one in your backyard with Shelton Sampson, and the Tigers sit in a good spot there. Heading into the back half of summer, he's been on campus a couple times, but if you compare him with Jalen Brown, that's as good as it gets. Uh, as far as kind of what it would remind me of, if they landed Jalen Brown and Shelton Sampson, it'd be pretty similar to getting Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall in the same class. Uh, just, you know, as far as high profile prospects who opt to end up at LSU, they complement each other very well. Um, so LSU's taking a big swing at the Miami, Florida native this weekend, hoping that it pays off. He's kind of, you know, unsure as far as a, a a specific timeline, but he is looking at making a decision at the beginning of his senior year. He's an early enrollee as well, so whoever gets him get, is getting somebody who wants to get to campus and get to work right away. Lastly, LSU's bringing its tight end commit, Mac Markaway, onto campus. He's been about as locked in as it can get as far as the commitments for the class, recruiting heavily on Twitter, talking with a lot of the guys, anyone who tweets about LSU, you can kind of bet that Mac is right there uh, tweeting back at him. So he's been a big leader in the class so far. He'll be on campus for his official visit before focusing on his senior year at DeSmit. Uh, he's missed a lot of time over the last two seasons due to COVID and then due to his uh, torn ACL that he's recovered from. I'm interested to see what he puts together as a senior. Physically, he looks the part. Uh, will he put it all together and, and you know help his ranking and, and really move up? That'll be what we're watching for is he gets ready for his senior year in St. Louis. So busy official visit weekend. Elite camp kicks off Thursday, runs till Friday. We'll be out there with all your coverage of that and keep you guys in the loop. We'll be back next week with another edition of the podcast to recap that, recap the official visits. But first, we got to get to our interview with Trey Morgan. So with that, we're going to wrap up this edition of the podcast, and we hope you enjoy this edition, this interview with LSU's Trey Morgan. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome back to the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for joining us. With me now, LSU star on the baseball diamond, Trey Morgan. Trey, thanks for taking some time out of your, your day to talk with us. Uh, how are you doing today? 
I'm doing great. I'm driving home to New Orleans to see my family for a little bit. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, be safe while you're driving with us, but um, you know, let, let's yeah, let's better. jump right in. You know, I know I know the season you know ended just recently for you guys. Take us back through it. I mean, what was what was the first season like under Jay Johnson for you guys as you guys adjusted to you know a new era of LSU baseball? I mean, when he first came in, he brought a stern kind of attitude, business like, uh, not a that's his big thing. He wants to be a zero drama ball club. And he really practiced what he preached. He didn't put up with missing workouts or uh, bad grades, anything like that. We showed up and we were ready for business every day. And and was that just you know a, a, such an adjustment? Was it such a drastic change from from you know Coach Maneri that it just took a little minute to to get used to? Practices were way longer. The workouts, we squeezed them in, but they were harder. It was just like when we left the field, drained. Like you didn't have any energy to really do anything, go out or anything. Like it was school and baseball. Got it. Got it. And you know, I mean, obviously one of the one of the best players on the team. I mean, you know, what what role did you take in in helping Coach Johnson? You know, put together the the leadership crew and 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 kind of lead by example to to you know kind of make things a little bit easier for the buy in to kind of come about. Uh, out there, he sat me down in his office and we spoke about. It. He said, "I can tell you're not really a big vocal leader because you sat." Something to pay attention to everything you do. Uh, they're going to watch how you work, how you think. But I have to go out every day and work my tail off every day to show them, like, this is how it is now. This is how we're going to get stuff done. Um, and, you know, one thing you battled through this year was that was the knee injury and how hard was that for you you know you you got a new coach you're you know still expected to perform at a high level i mean was it was it difficult was was the knee injury you know was it you know as bad or was it just kind of a nagging thing uh, it definitely held me back a little bit this year i don't really want to use that as like an excuse but it was something that you couldn't really ignore like i was i wasn't 100% for a majority of the season but um, when it first happened, uh, me and my family, the trainer, and uh, Jay sat down and talked about it, talked about what we were going to do. I got my MRI and stuff. And he said, 70% of me is uh, better than most people at 100%. So if I could play at my 70% or whatever I was at, he'll take it. And, I mean, I didn't want to sit out. Uh, there was no reason for me to sit out. It wasn't like a tear or anything. So I just played through it. Um, and you played very, very well. I mean, you know, one of uh, one of the best players on the team. You know, being the first baseman, I mean, you probably see the ball as much as pitcher and the catcher in a way, uh, right. just behind them. What do you think about playing that spot? Is that somewhere you you think that's where your future is? Do you do you, could you see us move to the outfield one day? How comfortable are you there? I mean, I definitely love first base. It's what I've been practicing since I started baseball. That's really all me and my dad worked on besides hitting is me playing first base. 
uh, the outfield adjustment didn't really come until really high school for me. So I was just training first base up until then. But I mean, I can go to the outfield. Uh, I ran around a little bit my sophomore and junior year in high school and did pretty well. So it wouldn't be that big of an adjustment, but I would love to stay at first base if I could, obviously. Um, and, and, you know, you, you're going to play for Team USA this summer. How excited are you to, you know, put put on the Stars and Stripes and, and get that experience? Uh, that's definitely been a huge dream of mine, a goal of mine since I really got to high school. Um, I tried out for... Team USA my senior, uh, the summer going into my senior year of high school, uh, but I didn't make that cut. Uh, that was the first year they did the whole PDP training thing in uh, IMG. And then last year I was supposed to get the tryout again, and I was excited. And then right after the Tennessee game, we were on our way home, and I woke up and I got mono. So I had to sit out that whole summer, and that really hurt like a lot, but I mean, the rest was good for me, but this year I'm healthy, getting ready and I'm ready to go try out. Well, that's, that's exciting for you. I mean, what are you going to, you know, how are you going to approach this off season? I mean, what are you kind of focused on uh, the most heading into next season? I mean, it's really, I'm focused on the right now. I'm focused on going out there to Carolina and giving my all, hopefully make that team go to the Netherlands. And then if that works out, that'll be great. And then after that, I'll start getting ready for the college season. But it's really just the right now for me. Um, and speaking of the right now, you're part of the Players Lounge and the Bayou uh, Cat Crew. Um, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, tell us about your NFT and, and how you came up with it. I mean, when I first got that opportunity, he, uh, Jacob has to actually DM me on Twitter. And I was, uh, I read it, I was like a little confused. I, I didn't know what it was about. And I told, um, I gave him my info, obviously. And uh, we got in more contact with it. And he gave me the rundown about everything that's, that it's really about. And I loved everything. Like it was more laid back, do what you want, chat with fans at every point. Uh, get to play, uh, play games with them. And you guys launched this at Walk-Ons in Baton Rouge on June 25th. You get a chance to get out and, and be with some of the people that, you know, have bought the NFT. You get to be around LSU fans. I mean, with, with NIL allowing you guys to do this, capitalize on, on you know, your name, image, and likeness, I mean, how, how much fun has it been to, to be able to do that and, and kind of not, not, not worry, but not worry about, you know, any repercussions for something like that? I mean, it's really the coolest thing uh, we last year we talked about all the older guys because we heard this might have happened uh, when it got passed but all the older guys were like yeah they always talk about it they never go through with it like we'll never get paid so when it first came out um, all of us were kind of in shock we didn't know what to do but uh, I kind of have somebody guiding me or had somebody guide me through the process so it wasn't that big of a shock for me and I uh, I do what to do with it well, awesome. Well, um, how'd you come up with your, your NFT? I know they're all kind of uh, uniquely designed, right? Right. Yeah, he sent us like a little catalog with hundreds of options. 
and I really just sat down and looked at each single part of the picture because like everything in the picture was its own specific catalog so I sat there and designed my character really how I wanted him to look well that's awesome and and now lastly I mean are you doing anything fun this summer yeah I know you got you got team USA stuff going on but any any trips what do you like to do outside of baseball I mean outside of baseball I play a little golf uh, it's mostly just video games, golf, and relaxing. That's what I've been doing for the past few days. Uh, but starting today, really, when I get home, where I'm going to get back in baseball start working out again. Well, good deal. Well, look, enjoy your time with your family. Heading back home to New Orleans. We appreciate you jumping on the podcast with us. We'll, we'd love to have you back and, and hope you'll uh, join us again and we can talk some more baseball, talk some more uh, NFTs and, and the Players Lounge and what you guys are doing. And uh, we just appreciate you jumping on board with us, us, Trey. Yes, sir. Of course. Thank you for having me. Anytime. And that was Trey Morgan, LSU star baseball player, joining the podcast. We appreciate him stopping by for a few minutes. With that, we're going to wrap up this edition of the Bengal Tiger podcast. Appreciate all you guys for listening. Feel free to leave us a rating, leave us a review, and subscribe to the Bengal Tiger podcast. Share the episode if you like what you heard from us. So with that, we'll catch you guys next time for another edition of the podcast. Thanks for listening.